Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The Polkadot Parachain auctions are going on now. Parallel Finance offers the biggest rewards to maximize your contributions on your favorite Polkadot project's crowd loan. Parallel offers the best yield and liquidity for your DOT contributions. Learn more at Parallel and get maximum rewards on your Polkadot crowd loan contributions by visiting Parallel.fi in your browser now. That's Parallel.fi in your browser right now. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily and my name is Matthew Deemer. Today on the show, BlockFi, they have some worries. No company can own the metaverse. And Robinhood Executive takes some shots. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everyone. November 18th, 2021. Got a couple emails from some listeners. Let's get those out of the way really quick. Justin wrote in. He said, from the weekend episode in your interview, I heard both of you seem confused why Discord's primary gamer user base are so hostile towards crypto. This surprised me because it seems so obvious, which makes me wonder what you know that I don't. As a longtime PC gamer who just recently started to use my powerful hardware spare time for mining, do you, do you see where I'm going here? Gamers are hostile toward crypto because the crypto miners are buying up all the powerful graphic cards. The GPU market is totally nuts right now. Between scalpers and retail stores selling way over MSRP, and even then, they can't keep any in stock on the shelves. Gamers have a super hard time getting anything they can actually use to play games unless they want to play double or triple. So, you can see why gamers would have a negative outlook on crypto. Thanks for the show, Justin. Thank you for the email, Justin. Xavier wrote in. He said, I have a question. I'm not too active in crypto trading, but I do have a few different coins, primarily BTC, Bitcoin. I'm interested in some smaller coins, but they are not on larger exchanges. Any tips how to manage hodlings with all of these different exchanges? It's almost like a full-time job to keep up. Well, first of all, how to manage smaller coins. Pray. That's what you do, is you pray. How to manage smaller exchanges. You also pray. You just keep praying. And the reason why I say that is, look, I had a lot of other shit coins, and it's either a couple things. Number one, the shit coin just doesn't work, and you know they just don't know how to manage a company or build this crypto, and the company just stops, the developers stop, the community stops, and you don't notice until like six months later. Okay, it could be on another exchange that's not a big exchange. Well, how's this little exchange regulated, operated? Who's running it? Who's controlling the keys? Who's controlling the cryptos? How are the cryptos stored? And you only find out that it's a crap exchange when it gets hacked. I actually, just the other day, I was trying to sell this one shitcoin I've been holding since like 2017. It was only like, I mean, I probably bought thousands of dollars of it. But at the time, it was only about $350 left of, of, of value to this coin. And so it wasn't on any big exchanges. So I sent it over to the only exchange that was hosting this coin. And I tried to sell. $300 would have just ate up the order book. 
I mean, only $300. So you can see what kind of liquidity. If that, that $300, if I ate up the order book, would have came out to maybe $200. So I was like, okay, it's only 150 bucks, but it's only 350 bucks in, in, you know, in general. So I'm going to set a sell price and I'm going to just log off and come back after it's sold. I came back after I thinking it would sell like maybe three days, four days later. And well, the exchange got hacked. So they locked me out. They wanted to just figure out what's going on. They came back up. There's no trading on the exchange anymore. And apparently it sold and I was allowed to take off the 350 bucks that it sold for. This was also a crap exchange. So they charged exorbitant amounts of fees to take anything off the exchange. I sold it into USDT and it cost $75 to take it off the exchange. $75 of $350. It was ridiculous. Actually, I'm sorry. It was $77 because it started at $75. And every time I upped the price over $100, bucks, it was an, like an extra percentage or something. It was ridiculous. I don't mess with little coins or little exchanges anymore. They're risky. I've been burned a couple times already with exchanges getting hacked. And coins, many times, with just projects just failing, stopping, or having no liquidity after you go look at them again and you're not even able to sell them without eating up the whole order book and tanking the market cap of the coin. My advice is don't think about how to manage it. Think about how to stay away from it. And this isn't financial advice, obviously. There's gonna be that person out there that messed with a low cap coin that went moon, did it on a random exchange that didn't get hacked. But again, my experience is I just don't even wanna deal with it. So I can't help you out there. Let me know what you figure out. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $58,251, down 2.3% in 24, 10% in 7. Ethereum, $4,081, down 2.1% in 24, 13.5% in 7. Binance Coin, 548, down 3.8% in 24. 12% in seven. Tether number four and Solana number five down 18% in seven, 7% 7 in 24, sitting under $200. Running off the top 10, we have Cardano, XRP, Polkadot, USDC, and Dogecoin. Total market cap 2.51 trillion, a BTC dominance of 43.6%, and an F dominance of 19.1. Now it's time for coin of the day. Coin of the day today is ranked 884 on CoinMarketCap, Gather, ticker GTH, price 21.1 cents, down 1.8%, market cap $21.3 million, fully diluted market cap 80.6, which means there's about 25% in circulation. Looking at the all-time high price, it was 8 months ago at 67.9 cents, it's down 68% since then, up 1500% since its all-time low price a year ago at 1.2 cents. Where can you buy it? Uniswap, shitcoinmecca.io, and that's pretty much the only all you need to know right there. So what does this Gather do? It's a new way for businesses to monetize online. Gather is a platform that allows publishers to monetize without ads and provides businesses and developers access to cheap and reliable processing power. That's Gather number 884. OpenSea, they're having a massive year and it's just going to get a little bit bigger. Initial reports from the information indicate that the NFT platform is currently preparing for another round of funding. The news outlet reports that the crypto firm new valuation would be a whopping $10 billion. 
In March, the company raised $23 million from a Series A from Andreessen Horowitz, Naval Ravikant, Mark Cuban, and others. It's like you always hear the same names. Like, can I get in on some of this, please? Can I please get in on some of the Series A? Then in July, OpenSea raised an additional $100 million, which again was led by Andreessen Horowitz, which pushed the company's valuation to a $1.5 billion. Remember, that is in July. July. Well, this is the beginning of November, and they saw an all-time volume of $10 billion in sales. By now, it's about $11.1 billion. And well, now they're looking at a $10 billion valuation. That's a hell of a rise for any company. I want to know how these CEOs are managing with this kind of, uh, I guess, growth and pressure and stress. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be very daunting. Anyway, with the investors that they have, they have plenty of wisdom and plenty of clout there to help them manage this growth. Chip manufacturer Nvidia launched a dedicated line of crypto mining processors or CMP cards at the start of the year, but sales for the CMPs have slumped by 60% in the last quarter. Sales for sales revenue from Nvidia's crypto mining products dropped $266 million in the second quarter of the year to $105 million in the third quarter, according to the company's Q3's earnings report. Q2 sales report fell short. Its initial estimate was $400 million. Now, after reading this article, I didn't see any reasons why they are missing targets so bigly, but it's actually kind of surprising that they are. Maybe it is the anticipation of a proof-of-stake Ethereum that's the only thing I could think of, but who knows? Who knows? If you have any ideas, let me know. Matthew Earn at Decrypt.co. Here's one of those stories that are just, well, a kid from Canada, or Ontario, Canada to be exact, was originally and specifically arrested for a theft of around $5,000. It was like possession of property or proceeds of property obtained by criminal activity. Well, it looks as though he was involved in a much larger cryptocurrency theft. How much bigger? looks as though it's around $36 million bigger. And the victim was located within the United States. According to the Hamilton Canada Police said in a statement, the victim had been targeted by a SIM swap attack. And this is a method of hijacking valuable accounts by manipulating cellular network employees to duplicate phone numbers so threat actors can intercept a two-factor authentication request. Um, let me just simplify that a little bit. Basically, if you use your cell phone, you know, your phone number um, for a two-factor authentication request, they're going to send you a text message. Well, if you either swap the SIMs and you get that phone number or you duplicate it or you can be able to get that forwarded to you somehow, that two-factor authentication, it gives you access to people's accounts. You know, so if you know their login or the password or if you want to change the login or password, sometimes the other way to you know confirm that it's you is they send you this text message with this little number and there's your two-factor authentication and now you're in, changed everything, logged the person out, the victim out, and now you have access to their accounts, their emails or, or what have you. So this is what happened. So via this SIM swap attack, approximately $36 million worth of cryptocurrency was stolen from the victim. This is currently the biggest cryptocurrency theft reported from one person, the police said. This is a pretty cool story. In less than a week, the Decentralized Autonomous Organization, or Constitution DAO, has raised over $30 million in Ethereum to purchase a copy of the U.S. Constitution that will be auctioned today at 6.30 p.m. 
So this is a copy of the Constitution, not the original. The original is in the National Archives Museum. Uh, but this is one of the original copies. Though, but there were 500 original copies. Only 11, I guess, this is what I read on Google just now, 11 are known to ex exist still. Nine of them are spoken for. And, well, this one is up for grabs. Constitution Dow began less than a week ago and has quickly attracted over 15,000 contributors doing an average of 2,000 each. Last night, NFT Curation Studio and investment firm Metaversal contributed $1 million. This act inspired an anonymous donor to contribute $4 million to the effort. The Dow's mission remains the same, to win the auction and keep this copy of the Constitution in the public sphere. In quote, Web3 is somewhat about decentralizing public goods said a supporter of the project, and continued to say, and what can be considered a public good if not the constitution that founded the country? Supporter Graham Novak said this is all as new as the constitution itself once was. What we're trying to do right now is the great decentralized blockchain experiment. This is pretty damn cool. I just checked out their Twitter, actually, and it looks as though they raised $40 million. The constitution is going up for sale for $25 million. Constitution Dow said the extra money will be used just in case there's a bidding war, meaning that since it's going up for auction, uh, somebody says 25 million. Yeah, 25 million. 26, 26. Oh, well, now they need more money. 25 million wasn't enough. Who knows how high this is going to go, but they're ready for it, apparently, with around $15 million, maybe even more by now, of wiggle room. And there's a tweet I saw yesterday, and um, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, how much more will be, after this is like, you know, tried and maybe successful? How much more will be in the public sphere? Like it's like next time a um, NBA or an NFL stadium or arena is named, is going to be a DAO of just a bunch of people owning the naming rights. What can be the next experiment? Can somebody set up a DAO to purchase a company, like a private company, or even just like a lot of stocks and create the majority shareholdership of a publicly traded company and have a DAO owned by me and you and just all kinds of contributors owning? in voting on and managing a company where is this going to go I, i'm definitely around for the ride i want to see where DAOs can take us epic Games ceo tim sweeney says that the metaverse is going to be a multi-trillion dollar industry he continues to say that the metaverse is a term like the internet not one company can own it BlockFi is facing scrutiny from the SEC following months of pushback from regulators in Texas, New Jersey, Alabama, Kentucky, and Vermont. The New Jersey-based crypto company lets users lend and borrow wide varieties of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, stablecoins, and by the way, USDT right now gives you 9.5% APY, which is pretty damn good. I hope they win. I really hope they win. The SEC is now reviewing whether these interest-earning accounts called BlockFi interest accounts, or BIAs, are securities. If the commission determines that the BIAs are indeed securities, then BlockFi will be operating without having first registered these projects with the SEC. Gary Gensler, our favorite dude, said that decentralized finance platforms not only implicate securities laws, some platforms also implicate commodity laws and banking laws. <laughs> well, it looks as though BlockFi has some things to work out with the SEC and regulators. They could be in a pickle. However, I am pulling for them because, look, let's just be honest. In putting our money in a bank, banks have been ripping us off so much. Like, screw the banks. 
if you if I have money there and you're using my money, fractional reserve banking, can I just at least get a little bit cut of this? Like, fine, it doesn't have to be 9.5%, but at least, you know, a couple percent interest on the money that you're using to basically build your business. Come on. I mean, it just seems common sense. And obviously, these companies are attacking the banks and their practices right now with a business product that makes sense to people. If you're going to lend out my money, maybe pay me a little bit for using the money that makes you a lot of money. I don't, I don't see the problem here, but that's not for me. That's for the SEC. And finally, Coinbase, they had a policy proposal and they were trying to figure out like how to minimize the number of agencies cryptocurrency actors might face. And they wrote this and said this in quote, to avoid a fragmented and inconsistent regulatory oversight of these unique and concurrent innovations, responsibility over digital asset markets should be assigned to a single federal regulator. Its authority would include new registration processes established for marketplaces for digital assets and appropriate disclosures to inform purchasers of digital assets, end quote. Dan Gallagher, chief legal officer of Robinhood, says, in quote, it's one of the stupidest ideas I've heard in this space in a long time. Tell us what you really think, Dan. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time I hear that because that's just so like not corporate speak, <laughs> especially to a competitor. Anyway, according to Gallagher, attempts to transfer the authority from agencies such as the SEC or the CFTC would likely be incomplete and just add yet another proverbial cook in the kitchen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. I will be back tomorrow with Week in Review. But in the meantime, if you have some time, go to Apple Podcasts and leave that comment to tell everybody what a great show this is, what a great host I am, and how lucky you would be if you just spent your time listening to it and giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for doing that, by the way. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.